Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Small Town Faith Talks. We are excited to be joined in the studio today by our very own Katie May. We've got Katie here with us, and so we're going to have a conversation uh, today talking about her and her involvement here in the church and the community and locally in the Sunshine Center, and so we're looking forward to this. So let's jump in. Welcome, Katie. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit uh, about your background? You know, did you grow up in the area? Are you from here? How did you get here? If not, what does that look like for you? Actually, I'm a Houstonian. I was born in Houston and uh, was raised there till I was about 16. But I came to North Sulch almost every a weekend a month anyway. Um, I, the neighbors to us were the Vernons, and they had a place up here. They have a farm. They were residents up here uh, for a long period of time. They live out in the Vernon community, what's called the Denman, used to be the Denman community now. Um, and we came up with them every other weekend, either me or my sister. Um, and we came up with them and enjoyed country life. And um, then when things kind of went south for my mom and our family, they had always uh, offered us a port in a storm because actually her daughter married my uncle so that gave us a family connection and um, they offered me an opportunity to finish high school so I came up here in the 10th grade and I finished the I had just finished 10th grade and I finished the 11th and 12th grade up here and I graduated and that's where I met my husband and he's a life resident here okay and uh, so we uh, got married right after school was out in September we graduated in May and got married in September and we lived here for a little while till uh, our youngest son was about three, and we went to Houston, and uh, he had some major health problems. We needed Texas Children's Hospital, okay. and we stayed down there for a while, and uh, then we decided we wanted to come home. Mm-hmm. So we've been home for about 47 years now. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> so we moved back here, and uh, it's just always been home to me and to him. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's great. Well, so you uh, finished out school here and then uh, moved down to Houston for a while, came back. So when you came back, you you jumped in, uh, you had a career in finance at uh, Texas A&M, worked well, there. Actually, I started at Coca-Cola. Oh, wow. Okay. I worked for Coca-Cola for 17 years. Wow. Um, did several different things there at Coca-Cola, mainly accounting. And then in the final years there, um, I moved over to secretary for both of the uh, presidents and vice presidents president okay. so uh that was that was something i really enjoyed doing but i decided i wanted to quit and um don and i we were you know no children at home thought it would be an awesome idea you know i could get to be a stay-at-home mom again <laughs> and uh, just a couple of months after i did that he came home one day and he said well the company has decided that they might be cutting back and there's a good chance that they're going to they're cutting my hours and possibly layoffs. And I mm. thought, well, this is not good. Right. We are a single salary family now. Yeah. So I decided I would go and get a job at A&M. Okay. And that's what I did. And I went to work at the Division of Finance in the payroll unit. And I worked out there until I retired. Um, love to do payroll. It's a high-pressure job. It's a rapid data entry job. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were given... Uh, we kind of divided the departments up, the whole university. Our unit had them, and we did the payroll for wow. all of them. We wow. did monthly and, and biweekly payroll, so hmm. it was, uh, yeah, I high, loved it. Yeah, high pressure for sure. Yeah. <laughs> all that yeah. big of a school and a, a, yeah. a company. and all. So how long were you at A&M? 
Uh, about 13 years. 13 years. Okay. Yeah. And I retired cool. from there. So that's great. And uh, then you retired and then you stepped into some other opportunities. You've uh, taken on a role locally in the Sunshine Center. We'll talk more about that in a moment, but also here at the church doing some financial yes. admin work and uh, that kind of, you know, uh, secretarial, financial secretarial stuff here at the church. How long have you been doing that? I've been um, financial secretary for about 12 years. Um, okay. Suzette had some health problems. Suzette's been, was the secretary after Mary Moore and uh, the church finance officer. And uh, she began to have some, some big health problems. So I just went to her and asked her if she would like for me to just, because I had always helped her mm-hmm. in the background. I didn't mm-hmm. do anything unless she needed me to. And I had uh, asked her if she just would like for me to take it over. And she said yes, and the church agreed. So that's pretty much how I became the financial officer. And, and I've always done it because I knew where the, those two ladies came from with it. So it was easy for me to step into it. And then I just put it all on computer. Right. Uh, I'm not doing anything unless it's on the computer. <laughs> I want it on the computer. That's it. So, yeah. That's good. Well, that's a big switch for sure. Yeah. Uh, probably not as much pressure here in the payroll department for the church and the uh, the financial realm as as your previous job there at A&M. But uh, nonetheless, you've been doing that, doing a fantastic job and excited to see how that continues to shape out and move us forward, keep us uh, on track, you know, in our finances and all that. But let's talk about the Sunshine Center. That is a big part of your heart and your life. And uh, first of all, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what is the Sunshine Center? The Sunshine Center is a crisis relief center. Uh, It's there to help those that are in crisis. Um, No matter what happens to you, uh, we have food, we have clothes, and we have financial help for you. the rules kind of are we'll help you twice in one year for two years. And after that time, we kind of figure you've had an opportunity to get on your feet mm-hmm. uh, and we will help you. Now, there are some others that that we will help. Um, we've helped some that have been cancer patients mm-hmm. that um, finances, they're not able to work. They're not able to meet their obligation. And we have um, the Sunshine Center is put together with 13 area uh, churches. Oh, wow. Each church contributes, and they have two members that sit on the board, and they contribute financially and um, food-wise, and we also have a food pantry. Mm-hmm. You can get food there every 30 days, um, and it's uh, no questions asked, you know, uh, but you have to take what we have. Mm-hmm. It's not like a gourmet thing. I mean, it's staples. Um, you come, and you get a box of food, and it, it should get you out of the crisis that you're in, Right. Uh, and you can do that every 30 days if you need to. And that'll kind of give you a boost up. Uh, utilities, we do the same thing, except it's uh, twice a year. For two years, we'll help you if if you need to. Okay. Um, but you have to be responsible and help yourself, too. Yeah. So it's done that. Um, in case of a fire, um, we will help furnish your clothes. We'll get you um, five or six outfits of clothes for you, your children, your husband, whoever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that we can do, um, we've helped during the floods of Houston, um, we got a call from Conroe that uh, there were children there at one of the Conroe stations that were coming in out of the floodwaters. They had no clothes for those children, mm-hmm. so we just called volunteers in, and we stripped our shelves, just totally just put them in bags and any children's clothes that we had, and, and we sent them to Conroe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've done things like that to, to help uh, during covid uh, we were not able to keep the store open because of the regulations that right. they had. 
but we kept the food pantry. Our volunteers, uh, not volunteers, but our employees, our part-time employees, they uh, kind of did a rotation, okay. and they kept the food pantry open. So people were able to get food. We just had a side door that we opened up. You come to the side door. You fill out your paperwork. Um, we loaded your car up, and you were on your way. Hmm. So there was never a day. It took us about three days to kind of get it organized, mm-hmm. and uh, even during the tornado. After we were wiped out by the tornado, in five days, we had that food pantry open. Holy cow. And we were up and running um, with food. Wow. Never missed a beat trying to help. And in the meantime, we had others that were helping with food until we could get to that point where we were able to do that again. Mm. Well, that's, that's just fantastic. I mean, I'm thinking yeah. about when those moments of crisis arise, COVID, tornadoes, and that three days, five days, those are like, Yes. minor lapses in like you know availability time, to the community right. i mean that's crazy that y'all were get, able to get back on your feet that quick and organized and that's fantastic though to the community well when you're hungry you don't care what's happened around you right. and when you have children you need to be able to know that uh, there were other people involved you know there were homes that were partially destroyed in that tornado and uh, there was a lot of people that um, without refrigeration and stuff like that were um our meat freezers never, uh, we never opened them until we had them secure and uh-huh. we knew. And when we opened them, all the food in the meat freezers were good. Wow. So um, we're very careful about yeah. what we do and how we do it. And um, we run on volunteers. We have about 30 to 35 volunteers mm. that help. And then we have uh, nine part time employees okay. that work and it's there. Yeah. Um, I love the Sunshine Center. Um, this church is. Helped with the Sunshine Center from way back. Um, actually, Stella Morgan was one of the ladies that uh, helped when the Sunshine Center really began. Okay. Um, she was out there. She loved to tell me about the Bibles that she had given out. Mm. Uh, Bibles are always free. There's never a charge on Bibles. And any kind of literature that's biblical that you need and ask for, you get it free. Mm-hmm. But um, she was always talked about it. So whenever um, our church night came along and... Um, we were setting up a group to go. I volunteered and went, and Arlene and I volunteered to sit on the board, so we volunteered to work out there. And every other month, we had about uh, three to four hours out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there were a lot of uh, the ladies here, Sandy Cole, Arlene, and uh, Ann, um, Bobby and Martha went. Um, there's just a, a bunch of different ones. Uh, Callie and Don have mm-hmm. gone out there. And then when I they found out I was retiring, and uh, they came and asked me if I would be treasurer and I said well no I'm going to Alaska I'm going to be gone for about a month or longer and they said well we'll wait for you to come back and they did and I've been doing that for about 13 years now so so you got connected by volunteering first yes serving and and volunteering that was kind of your foot in the door so okay and for for those who've never like seen the sign or anything how is sunshine spelt S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E, Son. Um, the Lord Jesus Christ has just uh, glorified. We glorify his name every day out there. Um, anyone that comes, we I have no problem if I'm there uh, getting with them, praying with them, holding them. I've, I've held many that have cried and uh, lost their homes. I lost my home, so I know exactly mm-hmm. their heart. I know how they're feeling. I know how scared they are. Um, 
and it's very easy when you can relate mm-hmm. to someone that you know has lost their possessions and mm-hmm. and don't know what to do and don't know how to go about it and we have a lady out there that is just awesome our director she uh She's got a whole list of resources that she can just pull out that drawer and let me give you this name. Wow. Let me give you this number. You know, we can't help you do that, but we'll find someone else to make help you connection. Do that, to make yeah. that connection. Well, that's so good. I mean, and you know, I kind of jumped the gun here, but Sunshine Center located in Madisonville. Yes. Uh, supports the county and the, the surrounding areas yes. here. And, uh, but we, we support them financially each yes. month. It's a ministry. It's a ministry partner for us. Here at First Baptist, so we're one of the thirteen churches that help contribute to that. But um, I know in my short time here so far, there's that's been a, a point of reference, a point of connection. You know, there's times when people come to us asking us certain things, and we point them back to the Sunshine Center. So it is it's a resource even for the churches. Yes, um, we we of course we support, but we also try to push people there and connect them there. Um, and so that's that's just a, a great thing. But you know, going back to what you said. Your uh, heart for Sunshine Center, and maybe that's even where it kind of stirs from. You know, you're talking about you've lost a home, like you yes. know the, the the crisis moment of life. Yes, and that moves you from somebody who's dealing with sympathy to empathy. Right. You know, and the Bible talks about that that we are able to now comfort others in the times that we've walked through and the things that we've walked through. We always want to know, you know, God, why did this happen to me? Why did I have to walk through this hard moment? But then down the road, you see that coming full circle. And you, you're able to help somebody else in their moment of hurt or pain or crisis. And so I love that. That's a, a great connection point for you, um, just to, for you to have that empathetic spirit. Well, women don't usually talk about being scared so much. And when you have someone that's in there and they're sitting in a chair and all of a sudden they, they're just terrified because they don't know the future and they've got children mm. and their children are not sleeping at night. And I just went over to her and I told her, I said, I know exactly. I said, uh, my children couldn't sleep at night. My children woke up in the middle of the night. Uh, you know, I was scared. I sat up in the middle of the bed scared. And she said, I just don't understand. And we just, I just wrapped my arms around. We just cried. Mm. I cried with her because I could feel, you know, her pain and, yeah. and know that, you know, she was suffering. And it was good. And she, before it was over, we were laughing and we were talking. <laughs> and sometimes that's what it takes just for someone else to know. I've been there. I, I know what you're going through. Yes. And uh, that's what was done to me. Uh, this church uh, came around me so strong whenever we lost our home. Um, there was nothing that we asked for that, you know, that we needed that we didn't get. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we asked for it or not, they just offered it to us. And I remember those days mm-hmm. and how hard it was. And for my children, you know, they were in high school. Mm-hmm. And to wake up one morning and not have anything. And uh, the church came around. So our church has always been really strong in helping others, and they still do. Mm-hmm. Uh, our churches are small in the area, so a lot of times they don't have food. They don't have clothes. They don't have the things where we have the resources to just give it as it's needed mm-hmm. and for uh, a lot of things that um, there's even furniture that we can help them get if they need that. So it the Sunshine Center benefits the whole community, the whole county, plus mm-hmm. Leon mm-hmm. County and a little bit of Grimes County. Mm-hmm. That's about as far as we go. We okay. don't we don't reach out into Walker or any of the other counties. Well, I know, you know, just going back to you're talking about the church uh, specifically coming and rallying around you and your family. Uh, we, we experienced that here just a few weeks ago. Had a lady in our church and her house caught fire on a Sunday morning. Right. And thankfully, she was here. 
in in the worship in the house of the Lord worshiping, but at the same time, it was just a, a horrendous moment for her and her family. But so we're and then you see people in the church immediately step up and help out and, and contribute things, and and just that's just a beautiful picture, I yeah. think, of the church in the moment of crisis. You know, the Sunshine Center is fantastic in that way for the community, but also in the church itself in the family of God. The believers, you know, carrying those burdens and sharing those moments is always a great reminder um, of the opportunities we have to care for each other and to be there in those hard well, times. Well, the church, you know, the church itself might, I'll just use it in finance, so that's what I do. The church might have a dollar. Well, a dollar doesn't go very far, but if you take 13 churches and each one of them have a dollar, yep. then you've got $13. Right. And then if you take a whole shop that's a resale shop yep. that is making money daily, to, to do that specific yep. thing for you. And that's where all of the profits go from everything that's sold in the Sunshine mm-hmm. Center. And uh, it goes back into the food that we purchase. And during the food drive alone, yeah. we receive great quant- uh, companies around the Madison County area uh, give us food for our food drive. And that is the community participating so everybody contributes and when you put it all together you can just reach out in so many different Mm. ways than what you could just by yourself Mm -hmm. once again the the love the imagery there and and we can connect this to the church and to the sunshine center i mean the churches as a whole the individual churches you know when christ talked about the believers playing different roles in the church to make up one body right we all do different things and different functions and it's the same way kind of in the community of churches as each church plays its role, coming together to serve the body of the Sunshine Center. Talk a moment about the food drive. Help us understand that. When does that usually happen? That usually happens in the fall. Uh, November is a good time for the food okay. drive, and that's when it's done. Um, the food drive is open. Actually, it started through KBTX, okay. and they have the food drive. Um, in Madison County, uh, we receive all of the food products that come to us in the food drive, and but the monies, we only receive half of it unless you give it specifically to the Sunshine Center. If you give it to the Sunshine Center in a memo there, you know, your check or whatever, then it goes all to the Sunshine Center. Okay. If it just goes in the pot, then we receive half of that money. Okay. And the other half goes to the food bank because the food bank is where we uh, get our supplies and then they give us credit back on a lot of the food supplies that we okay. get. Um you just drive up, you drop off your food, but we had, uh, we've had we had companies that just bring us, they, this last year, we had a company, and uh, I'll not mention names on that, but yeah. they gave us seven pallets of food. Holy wow. cow. Uh, just dropped it off. And then we have others that will just come in with a pallet of food. Wow. Uh, you know, it, and it's just different ones. Yeah. Uh, sometimes someone will come in from, uh, I've got peaches this year. I had a harvest that was abundant i don't know what to do with all these peaches so can i give you the peaches uh, we've had a bread company that will just bring us bread their day-old bread well i don't know about you but i've eaten day-old oh, bread yeah. many times <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, day-old bread there's nothing wrong with that nope. and they'll and we just put it in a cart and set it out front there you can get it as you need it you know you don't even have to ask for it mm-hmm. um, there's just different people bring different things produce but during that food drive it's a major push to help fill our pantry yeah and this past year, we've been very excited about it. We received a grant from the food bank to get a cooler. For the first time, mm-hmm. we have a cooler so we can have fresh eggs, milk. We can all have right. tomatoes and lettuce. Mm-hmm. We can have all of those things that um, you, can, you can put in your refrigerator, yeah. butter. So it's been really good. Oh, we've, yeah. we've always had been able to have small freezers to mm-hmm. where we had some meat 
if possible, we can get meat. Sometimes we're not able to get that. But uh, we've been very excited about that cooler. It's just been awesome to mm-hmm. have that, to go that one step further. Yes. That was one of the first things uh, I was able to take part in when I first got here. The food drive was happening. It was right around the corner. And so actually it was Arlene and myself. We went out there for a couple hours and I was just amazed. And that was at the new location. So yeah. it wasn't even fully open yet, but talking about having room to put pallets and of food and different, I mean, there was plenty of space in the new location, but um, just seeing, seeing the droves of people not only uh, coming in, dropping off food, the schools, different schools coming in with pickup trucks full and, you know, high school kids jumping out and unloading all this food. But then the churches, the churches coming together, yes. the volunteers meeting different people from different churches. It was just a fantastic uh, opportunity. And so we're looking forward to that again this fall and uh, be be watching. And if you're in the area, be listening for those opportunities to come and, and, and play a role this year. It's, it's a great yeah. time to, to serve and to... You're, you're not too young. The youth out at uh, Mad- First Madisonville, uh, they help with the food drive every year. Um, they help with the school supply drive that we just finished. Uh, they take those school supplies and they pack them in those backpacks for us. And Matt, just every time they come in, he comes and gets a load of them and, and takes them and fills them up. And he's got his list and his youth that help. Yeah. So everyone has the opportunity to help. It's not just... It's not just the adults in the church or yeah. one or two adults. It's right. a lot of adults. Yeah, that's right. I know the the moment of, you know, somebody showing up at the church, having a need, needing money or needing this or needing that. And for us to tell them, we can't do that for you in the moment, but here's a here's a resource we can point you to. That mm-hmm. That is a, a great um, f- feeling just as, you know, you, you feel bad in the moment saying, I can't do anything for you right here, right now, but I can give you a contact or here's yeah. the, you know, here's the place right down the road at the Sunshine Center. And so just imagining as we contribute financially, as we send volunteers out there, as we send, you know, resources and goods, the kingdom impact that this, uh, this right. is, uh, this is having not just in our community, but who knows how that's multiplying as that stuff goes out, you know, the kids that are getting resources for school and, and all those kinds of things. So it's just a really good reminder. I've seen the Lord's hand in so many times, um, just these last couple of years, especially um, when the tornado hit and everything. Uh, it hit at a time when there was no one there. It hit at a time when um, the whole town was pretty quiet in the night. Um, and it hit us, not, not a lot of people. But there again, uh, we had already purchased some land to start looking forward because we had outgrown our facility, mm-hmm. completely outgrown it. Uh, food bank was not, we were just not able to hold the food that we needed in the building. And um, we had already purchased the land and had it paid for. And was we were in the process of talking about <laughs> a new building. But the Lord said, you need to move on. <laughs> so he just did it. But um, we've seen it. So many times through cancer patients, yeah. and we've been there to see them healed and see them move on to in their lives. And uh, through the kids, we give scholarships for the uh, graduating seniors. We try to give in Madisonville, Norman G. and North Ulch every year we give scholarships. Mm-hmm. So, And just depending upon uh, how many we have as to how many we give. So it's um, – and it's all through the churches that help mm-hmm. – uh, Every one of the board members are a member of, of these churches. Yeah, that's just so neat. Oh, well, I, once again, I just can't help but to think about the 
the picture, you know, the local picture of missions. We, we you know, missions is talked about all the time in church. You know, yeah. we're, we're called to go out and to reach the world for Christ. You know, and that's that's a, a, a mandate of that Jesus gave us. You know, obviously, but I think so many times we tend to think the most remote, farthest place, you know, darkest corner of the world, <laughs> but we overlook the opportunities in our own backyard. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so I think this is a beautiful picture just to see this is right here. This is people that you're going to run into at the grocery store, you know, at the supermarket or, you know, at the bank. And these are people that you're going to interact with in school or in church. And so it's just a, a picture of every small part coming together and, and playing a bigger role of the, the grand scope of mission work, missional work in our community though. This is our Jerusalem. This is our right here and right now in front of us. You mm-hmm. know, um, we always want to think to the outer ends of the world, but, but it's right here. And so, um, what a beautiful, once again, a beautiful picture of what that looks like. And, uh, well, I remember, um, uh, kind of the morning of the tornado that when it hit, uh, you would be surprised how many people, even from our church, I can sit here and name them, that showed up with their little children and they said, we brought you donuts. Hmm. We knew you, you um, we were there. Uh, we couldn't leave because we needed to secure some things that the building that was torn open to where we couldn't just walk away. So we had to secure some things and some people, even from our church, uh, brought donuts, hmm. their their little kids with them, donuts, yeah. tacos, uh, breakfast tacos for us. Uh and it just makes your heart feel good. And over that next week, you'd see some of them just show up out there. Yeah. And uh, they couldn't come in where we were because we didn't want to allow them to be hurt or anything. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, well, we just brought y'all some breakfast yeah. So because we knew somebody would be here. And um, just different churches, different people. And can we help? You know, we're here. We couldn't let them come in. And we made them understand that the liability there, we couldn't allow them in the building. But uh, we appreciated the thought that they cared enough, you know, to bring us food mm. while we were our workers were in there working. So it, it's it's often become, uh, and there's just kind of a saying, you know, it's it, that's our shopping mall. Um, mm. You probably won't see too many if they shop there. You won't see too many ladies that don't have some kind of clothes on that they've gotten at the Sunshine Center mm-hmm. because uh, they're nice and they're comfortable, and they're a lot of them are very fashionable. Yeah. But one thing about I've learned about mission work that is um, if you've got a plan, you might want to check with God first <laughs> because he has a tendency to change the plan real quick. Like. Yeah. I've never been on a mission trip that I've had it planned, but it was always something different. Yep. It, it mm-hmm. never went like we had it planned. That ever. is so true. We go in with this mindset of I'm coming to do X, Y, Z. Yep. Here's my role. Here's my here's the goal. This whole this whole trip or whatever. And, and so many times it is drastically different. And it's often, like you said, very quickly, God's like, nope, we're doing, this is how it's going to be. It's going to change. And then so many times you walk away ministered to more so than you actually went in <laughs> expecting to minister yeah. or to right. serve, you know? Um, I, I know I can think about that in my own life. This, those moments of, I came in with this, but I walked away, I think more impacted than the impact mm-hmm. I left, you know? <laughs> uh, but I, I think that's, that's exactly true. Yeah. You better check your plans with the Lord and, just Absolutely. surrender to him. Yep. Submit that to him. He's got different plans for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think about, uh, you know, Jesus. Jesus uh, came, you know, he didn't come to be served. That's right. But he came to serve. Yeah. And so I just think that connection for us is we're never more like Jesus than when we're serving. We we are, you know, on the ground level ministering, uh, offering care, offering resources, you know, offering a shoulder to cry on in a moment of crisis. 
Uh, Those are moments when we are just like Jesus in the thick of it in this moment, you know, and sharing compassion and, and hope and encouragement. So what are some ways that, you know, people maybe are listening, maybe they've, they're not aware of all the opportunities, but just what are some practical ways, like immediate ways if someone's listening and says, Hey, I want to jump in. What can I do next week? Or what can I do, you know, well, right now, if you're in a church in a local church, usually your church will post two times a year. We request from each church. We have a list. Um, one month, uh, like our month is April and October. Uh, in April, we will put out a list and we would ask for supplies for the food pantry. And in October, we would ask for hygiene products uh, like toothpaste, toothbrushes, combs, uh, anything uh, that you could think of that, you know, your personal hygiene and to put it in little Ziploc bags and donate those things. Uh, we have one church. That's what they do. They take it up and then they separate it out into little Ziploc bags mm-hmm. like a toothbrush, toothpaste, a bar of soap and things like that. Um, the food list will be basic foods. There's usually uh, flour, sugar, salt, coffee, uh, beans, rice. Those are things, and we usually put it up on the the video board, uh, and we usually have a basket at the back of the foyer that you can just donate it to. Okay. Um, and those are things that we ask that you can do all the time. And if you don't really care to do that, monetary donations yeah. at any time can be given to the Sunshine Center. Um, there's actually uh, a memorial. We do a memorial. Um, if you, uh, All of our ex-volunteers or volunteers that have gone on home, uh, we have a plaque that we put their name on. But um, my sister passed away mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the year, and I've done a memorial for her. Mm-hmm. I just donated in honor of her. Cool. And yeah. that's what I do uh, when my family, when a member of my family passes, yeah. I, and several others do too. Uh, we'll just donate something in memory of them to the Sunshine Center right. to be used as they, they feel necessary to use it. So there's just a, and if you're really, really interested, volunteer. <laughs> we need to volunteer. Uh, you can call one of our ladies out there and they will set you up with the person that handles the volunteers. Um, she will, you can, if you've got an hour a week or if you've got an, five hours a week, whatever you want to do, yeah. you're needed to just volunteer. They'll teach you, they'll train you what to do and show you how to do it. Um, you pick your hours and you pick your days, unless, you know, we just absolutely can't use you on that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one lady that she's in her 90s. Um, she's in the nursing home. They bring her once a week, and she sits on her little chair, and she does her holiday stuff. Hmm. She she checks it out, makes sure it's good to go on the floor. She labels it, tags it, prices it. And out it goes, and that's cool. all she does. Just uh, we'll come in. She'll have uh, reindeer, those reindeer things, you <laughs> yeah. know, those yeah. on her head yeah. or something, you know, during Christmas time or Easter time. Different things that she'll just stick up on her head. Love it. She's such a beautiful person yes. to to be around and to work. Uh, enjoy hugging each one of them and mm-hmm. talking with them, and um, it's good fellowship. Yeah. Uh, if you're by yourself, it's awful good fellowship. It takes you out of your comfort zone and puts you into helping someone else. Yeah. Mm. And it's it's good. It's it's good. It's yeah. Good fellowship. Well, that's great. And then of course they can donate, uh, you know, items I, too. Yes. You know, anything. Anything you want. We've received housefuls down to a bag full. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter. There's some things we don't take. Uh, the law doesn't allow us to take it because of the criteria, like baby. Um, some baby beds and different like seat uh, car seats. Yeah. Those change so often that 
Uh, we would not want to put one on the floor that does not meet the regulations anymore. Right. So there's some things we don't do. We don't take used computers because we have no one to, to fix those and work yeah. on TVs and things like that. Uh, there's just some things we don't. But you can call and ask. You know, if you if you have some things to donate and you're not sure about, they'll be glad to tell you, you know, no, we don't take those. Okay, that's good. Well, those are some definitely some practical ways that people mm-hmm. can learn how to be involved and be be missional, be mission-minded, and volunteer in the community. So. Yeah, if you haven't been out to the new building and didn't, you know, didn't get to the open house, come on and see it because it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, people said, well, I don't see how you're going to ever fill it up. Well, you come and see how we yeah, filled it yeah, up exactly. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Because it, it definitely is getting very full out there. But right. uh, it's things that come and go. And, and we do a seasonal change. Um, every uh, twice a year, we just completely empty the store. Take all the summer things out, put all the winter things in. Come springtime, we do just the reverse. We take all the winter out, put all the spring and summer in, and that way it's all up to date and uh, keep it going wow. like we need it to. Yeah, yeah. sounds like there's a, plenty of volunteer opportunities right there. Oh, yeah, so. for sure. <laughs> oh, good. Well, Walter, do you have any questions or anything you'd like to know? Or? Oh, yeah, uh, just something um, fun that I was remembering uh, when we – go out to uh, Billy and Gail's place for the uh, kite flying. <laughs> and uh, the first time I went to it, I noticed that, that uh, Katie, you were out there with a kite, and it looked, looked like a special one. And uh, I was just wondering if you could tell our audience a little bit about your kite. Yes, I love to fly kites. I grew up making our own kites out of newspaper, and they didn't work very well. Hmm. Uh, about 10 years ago, I picked up that kite that you saw. It was an eagle mm-hmm. at the Sunshine Center. And every time Gail has kite flying, I fly it at my house, too. I taught my kids, my grandchildren, how to fly kites. They loved to fly them when they were little, not anymore. (laughs) But um, that was my lady. I put her up there. I could get her up by myself, and she was had a huge wind span. Hmm. And uh, she bit the dust year before last. Hmm. So I just picked up. Anytime anybody's got an extra kite out at Gail's, I'll just pick it up and go fly it. Mm -hmm. I have others. I have... um, box kites i have a dragon um this past year you saw if you were there you saw the one i put up it was one of gail's that i put up but um i like to fly them i'll fly them half of a day mm-hmm. uh, if i can get the current to pick them up and i'll play with the current to get it up there yeah. but yes i do i love to fly <laughs> kites yeah i was there this year and you were, it seemed like you're the only one that could get yours to fly <laughs> right so i was like she's got the she's got this thing figured yeah. out <laughs> you, you got to get some discipleship from her on yes, kite flying. exactly everyone thinks they have to have a, a long tail on those kites but actually my my eagle had no tail on it at all she mm. flew she flew by herself and i have not found another one and uh, they're quite expensive to buy i'm a i'm a sunshine center shopper there you go so i have to find me another one to pick up i'll be looking for one <laughs> for sure thank you yeah cool. I just love that that kite flying day uh, is one of my favorite fellowships that our church does. And yeah. it's so multi-generational yep. and, you know, uh, the older folks helping the younger folks and yep. uh, all, all, all kinds of people get to come together out there. So that's a really fun time. Well, it teaches, it teaches the little ones if you can get them interested in it. There's always one that's interested. If you can get one up and just let them hold it and let mm-hmm. them feel the tug on it, a lot of times they'll take to it. But it teaches them a little bit of patience because yes. you have to, <laughs> you you have to be a little yes. bit patient to get that kite up there. <laughs> but once you do, it's as well as it's very satisfying mm-hmm. to get it up there and just watch it fly. Right. The freedom it has, I guess. Yes. I right. don't know. Just soothing to do it. Definitely. So it's good. That's really good. Well, 
thanks again. We really appreciate you taking just a few minutes today and letting us know, you know, your involvement there, a little bit about you and mm-hmm. how you got here. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate the opportunity and to share about the Sunshine Center. And uh, I've been, I've just, I love it out there. Um, there's always someone to talk to. There's someone to laugh with. And it's not all good. Sometimes there's some pretty rough moments uh, (laughs) when when everybody's going in a different direction and nobody knows which direction anybody's going in. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's a it's a great group of people to work with. And and it's and even our church family here, our church is that way. That's what we are. We're a family. Mm -hmm. We may not always agree, but Mm. you don't you have to stick with it and be patient and work it through and and let the Lord work it through. That's right. We're, we're here for each other. That's good. Walter, why don't you close us out? Yes. Yeah, we thank you, uh, audience, for listening in to today's episode. And um, if, if you know someone else who might uh, want to hear this, there's, there's plenty of ways that they can get access to these recordings. Um, you know, depending on where you found it, uh, we've got it on our Facebook page for the First Baptist Church in North Zulch, And we've got it on our website, fbcnz.org. And then, of course, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, just search for Small Town Faith Talks and uh, spread the word. And uh, hopefully, you know, people can be encouraged by what we're talking about in here. We thank you all for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. And again, if you're in the area looking for a place of worship, we'd love to invite you to come out this Sunday at uh, 11 a.m. for worship. Love to meet you and your family and uh, just join us here at First Baptist North Solch. And so y'all take care. Thanks for listening. <laughs>